Welcome back, everybody, uh, to Artist to Artist with the Artist Public Podcast. Uh, once again, I'm Nick. This is my friend Christian. Uh, we're diving in today. Actually got a really interesting talk today. Um, bringing on two guys, kind of interesting story. One's a content creator, one's a rap artist. Um, they kind of have this, you know, TikTok series, podcast series going called, you know, how to create a sensation. Um, and, you know, I'll kind of let them explain, but it's a really cool concept about, you know, testing how a music artist can blow themselves up. Um, so I'll be bringing them in right now. We'll get this thing started. <laughs> get a little starstruck with you guys. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> how you guys doing? Not too bad. How are you guys? Good. Good. I just woke up. No. <laughs> yeah. I woke up like an hour ago and I was yeah. like, I was literally on business calls since the moment I woke up. Woke up to a Slack message. He's like, yo, you want two minutes to wake up? I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool. That's great. Yo, yo. Chase. What up, bud? How's it going, guys? Not too bad. Another day. Another podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, guys. So, I mean, A, thank you for, you know, hopping on. Um, I was literally just scrolling through TikTok one night, and I saw the video, and I was like, this is a dope concept. Um, and I think it kind of embodies, like, what Artist Republic does and, like, what we stand for. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was like, we, I got to get these guys on. Uh, <laughs> which, you know, give you a little rundown on that. Um, I don't know how much you guys know about, you know, what we do or what the platform is. But basically, my experience in the music industry, Christian's been in the music industry, I don't even know how long. Uh, I've been in the music industry for, like, seven years, um, really as a promoter and marketer. Um, hosted shows, did marketing, you know, ran a marketing agency for a bunch of festivals and music artists and stuff like that. Um, and when I was doing that, I realized how many problems there were for independent artists. And I was yeah. like, there's got to be a way to fix it. Um, and so what I started brainstorming was instead of building a management agency that an artist would have to pay for, which is super costly, super, you know, labor intensive. I was like, that's just going to feed into the problem. Um, and so what we basically designed is an automated management network for online, basically. So what you can do online is you can create it for free. Um, and so because you can make up, you know, what one person would have to work on, you know, two artists, one person can manage 10,000 artists through, you know, the web. And so oh. that's what basically Artist Public is. So what it does is we hit every single area that an artist needs. Everything from management to marketing to booking to whatever, um, the platform does it for you. So, like, if you want to go and you want to book a venue in LA, you can just do it through the platform. You want to sell tickets for it, platform does it. You want to distribute your music, you do it through the platform. You want to market your music, you want to get playlisters, you want to get whatever, the platform does it. We just build tools and then you go on there cool. and do it. And that's exactly what it's there for is like creating a sensation, like being like, okay, you are an independent artist. You don't need to pay a manager $10,000 a month to get you some connection in LA. Right. You know, there's, there's yeah. a better way to do it and the industry needs to do it. Um, mm -hmm. And so now that we're just stuck at home and uh, you know, bored, we're like, Hey, let's launch a podcast. Let's get <laughs> on every week. Let's talk to a bunch of people in the industry. Um, and, you know, kind of build this community around, you know, the platform, but also, you know, who's in it, you know, mm -hmm. kind of put names, you know, faces, the names, um, and more importantly, you know, provide that extra value to people on our network. Like here's weekly mm -hmm. podcasts that, you know, diving into 
you know, your guys' stories, you know, tips from what you've learned. And, you know, we have guys doing shows and, uh, you know, music festival booking agents and stuff like that. Um, that's kind of the whole idea of this. Oh, cool. Wait, so how long has the app or software been out? Yeah. It's been out since January. Okay. How can I get it? <laughs> uh, artistpublic.com. Okay. Got uh, it. May 1st is our huge release, um, which is, this is coming out after May 1st. So May 1st was our huge release. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, yeah, that's, we've been, we've been cranking for the past couple months. Um, mm. I guarantee a lot of people are getting mad at us because the platform, you know, hasn't really been getting updated live much. But I see the behind the scenes one mm. and I'm like, this thing is sweet. Um, so yeah, we got, we got stuff coming out. Okay. Uh, distribution will be live show, uh, show booking, show booking and ticketing is in development, but obviously we're not going to release it until after Corona. Mm. Um, mm. and then yeah, a bunch of other stuff, uh, marketing tools, uh, stickers, Instagram verification, Twitter verification, mm. little, little add on uh, stuff like that. That's cool. Make a little, make a little more value. Stuff. Um, Wait, how, how do you how did you already get a Twitter and Instagram verification? How does that work? Uh, what we know we got a PR rep that just we just threw them onto the platform. We're like, hey, you're gonna sell this service through our platform. Hmm. Yeah, That's cool. crazy stuff. Um, but enough about me. I want to hear about you guys. So you Ooh. know, my my I'll kind of I'll kind of hit chase you first. Uh, you know, music artist <sighs> on the top. Where did you start? How would you connect, you know, how would you get this, how would both of you get this idea? Um, you know, how has it been coming so far? It's pretty gnarly. Um, so I started making music. Uh, I started recording myself making music like my first year of college, about like two years ago. And um, like the, the second song I ever made was Bedtime. The second song I ever made. And I was like, damn, like I, I was making the song. And, my, and it was about my mom, like, and I was like, it was about like me being afraid of the dark and she's like my savior. Yeah. And uh, so I'm making the song and my mom calls me and I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> and I just hit record. <laughs> I hit the record button on, on the mic and I just started having a conversation with her. And that's, that's, those are the audio clips that are in the song. Got so it. that was just, just raw. And, and honestly, to like really, you know, receive like the love from people from that song especially it means a lot because that song meant a lot to me you know making it for my mom and then she just calls me while i was like bro this is like divine this is so sick <laughs> and then um so i didn't get into usc initially i went to berkeley college of music mm -hmm. and i i transferred to usc because my mom went there and she works there and i was like taking like a songwriting class and uh me and my friends have like a like a we had like a little songwriting like business kind of we were starting and so I was like, all right, you know, let me take this songwriting class and like learn more about songwriting. And so uh, I was in there. And so one of the days we were supposed to make a song, which now I'm going to be honest, I did not make a song. I used okay. a song I already had. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and it, was, it, was, it was like bedtime. So I had three songs I was going to play. Bedtime, San Fernando Valley. This is before they were released. Yeah. And another song called Paper Planes, which ha hasn't been released yet. And I was like, and I kind of asked people, I was like, what would you want to hear? And I was like, would you want to hear one that doesn't have a chorus? And it's like a voicemail for like the chorus. And they're like, I'll play that one. I was like, all right, cool. So it was completely random. And I played the song and McLean was there to take pictures for my teacher. And I, I, I was like, just like, just kind of just, I don't yeah. know, bullshit my so way right. through like a, a presentation. And he caught it all on camera. <laughs> 
and uh, I played the song. And then afterwards, he was just like, yo, man, I would like to talk to you. And I was like, flirting with this girl. <laughs> I like stayed after to get her number and shit. And I was like, yeah, bro, I got you, I got you. But like, let me do this real quick. <laughs> but I'm so glad, man. I'm glad that he yeah. stayed after. Because dude, man, yeah. shit is just like taking off. Yeah. Cool. You know, it's interesting. Like, well, that was the reason that like, when I saw it, because like, and, and like, that's the thing, like being in the music industry, like I see a lot of artists and especially on the independent side. And like, what attracted me so much was like, you had that unique style, which also is a little biasly because that's kind of like lyrical style that I like. Um, <laughs> but you had the unique style where I was like, I like this guy. Like I fuck with this yes, guy. Thanks. I fuck with this story. Hey, thank you, man. Um, thank you. And that's, and that's what I really brought in where I was like, okay, like that's, that's the stuff that I like to like work with. Cause I'm like, I can work with an artist I can get behind. Um, and I was like, this is, this is a cool story. Um, so kind of the next step is, you know, McLean, how'd you get the idea? Like being like, I'm going to take this guy and I'm going to start a series. Just blowing. Shouts out to McLean, bro. Sick. <laughs> um, okay. So I started, um, I started as a filmmaker about five years ago, back in high school. Just I actually started making trick shots. Um, like dude, perfect mm. back then. Um, but then I, I started to like the storytelling aspect, uh, more than the um the sports aspect of that so ended up going to usc and then i kind of needed a project to work on i kind of came to realize that there was like no brand that represented the people like i feel like we're in an age of internet artists now like yeah. that is what it is so and there was nobody that represents those people that are just starting out and they versus the world i don't know if i just cut out or not my my still talking a little, a little bit okay uh, let me know if i cut out too bad or something um yeah so there's no like brand that represents these artists when it's them versus the world basically so i wanted to start it started as a clothing brand um and then i kind of tied in my videography behind it i've been making youtube videos for quite some time but youtube has no organic reach at all and then TikTok was released and I eventually got around to getting on it. Um, and so I've been trying to find my stride for how I was gonna help tell these artists stories. I was like, why not just find one and like actually sit down and try to find a way to make them like make their dreams come true in a way through what I do. And so <laughs> literally just a couple days later, walked into class to take photos. I was like, Damn, this guy's good. <laughs> <laughs> so Chase and um, stuff's been stuff's been popping since then. So yeah, good. All right, so that's diving to the next question. What's your plan? Like, what's what's the plan for how to create a sensation? Ooh, that's Ooh. Uh, that's a big that's, question. Yeah, that is a big <laughs> question. <laughs> the fun part of the series is like I'm trying to take the viewers on the journey of like we have no idea what the hell we're doing so come with us and like we'll try and figure it out along the yeah. way um i mean the whole corona thing is really like throwing off what we could be doing but we're gonna come back and hit it harder as soon as this is all done um yeah so we don't really have a plan we're just trying to figure out on our on our own how to figure how to do it and then tell the story so other people can follow along with how how far we got and what we did to get on there what have you guys done thus far that has actually worked okay, well, the first episode definitely went off which helped a lot yeah. that's the one you saw i'm sure 
Um, Chase, what do you think is has done well? So um, if I'm being honest, we went to Playlist Live in Florida. We like just sent that shit, bro. It was pretty strange. Like in three days, we just went. We we, we bought tickets in three days, and yeah, Playlist we'll Live the next week. Don't know is like a creator conference. It's almost like VidCon or something for like creators basically. for like TikTokers. Which to me, I didn't know. I I wasn't like really hip, and I'm still not really like hip to like the like big cats on TikTok. But <laughs> because it was like we were in like a, a hotel in Florida, and there was a bunch of like twelve year old girls <laughs> running around chasing like grown ass <laughs> men with their shirts off, and I'm just like, what is happening right yeah. now? Like, what is this? But we were there, and so we were there to, like, meet a bunch of cool creators to then do a dance to one of my songs, Valley Girl. And we met, bro, we met probably people collectively who probably have what? Like, you say, like, 500 million followers? Yeah, something like that. Like, we, the main reason we were there was to throw a house concert for Chase, just, like, put together some kind of behind-the-scenes underground concert and then invite all these, like, big creators to come through. Yeah and like kind of meet chase in a way um and it ended up working out quite well like we met a lot of really cool people that we've been working with since then so that worked yeah really well um definitely yeah. definitely right, <laughs> it was so, it was like uh, I, 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 I was gonna say going off like the tips area if an artist is trying to break through to the influencer scene what would you say the best tip you learned from that trip of like how to get involved with influencers yeah, that's that's actually what I was like. Why I brought up like the collectively five hundred million followers is a lot of people had followers, but that didn't really mean anything to me. You know what I mean? I want to like get to know the people. Yeah. I want to like work with people who I like. You know what I mean? So, and I didn't really know anything about TikTok, so that helped a lot because I was yeah. just like, oh, who are you? Like, what do you do? And I I noticed a few of them were kind of like, you don't know who I am. Like, you like, why don't you know who I am? You know what I mean? <laughs> I noticed that vibe. But like the coolest people had the most followers. Yeah. Made, mm. and, and, and I was like, oh shit, like that's pretty tight. So yeah. it definitely like, because uh, I've never really been hip with like social media, but this definitely opened my eyes to like, you can clearly like, especially now, you can be yourself and be cool. Yeah. Which I think is really dope. And that's like the, one of the main things I want to push as an artist is like self-love, self-care. Just be yourself and mm. do your thing. You know what I mean? So uh, that was one of the, the main things I, I thought that was really cool and like being able to establish yourself in like the presence of others. Like when you're true to yourself, I, I feel like a lot of people really like understand and accept that. Like, okay. I, I like, I like this dude, but I may not know why, but cause I feel like everybody wants to be themselves. You know what I mean? And so that's why they, in movies and, and TV shows, people are playing a character who's like true to themselves. So that's why we get entertainment from like media and stuff. So I was like a, an outsider kind of looking in. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like I thought these kids were kind of like, like they like do this shit for the camera. But I'm like, nah, bro. Like this motherfucker really has his shirt off all the time. Like this is him. <laughs> like he's not just doing it for the girls. I'm like, this is him. And I was like, I respect that shit. Like that's pretty, I respect that. Like, bro, do your thing. Like, Yeah, yeah I respect so, that. Yeah, um, that's a little, so, that was interesting. I got a double-sided question going off of that. Chase, I'll hit you with it first. Uh, then McLean, you're next. <laughs> um, how do you find like, your voice, like your independent voice as an artist? Like, what, how, like, how did you define who is you as an artist? That's a good, that's a great question. And I, my, the whole thing, I didn't define what I am as an artist. I don't even know. 
and what I would, what I, how I would use a definition to define myself is that I'm always looking. I'm always, I'm always evolving. And I'm never trying to put myself in, okay, this is what I do. I got to stay here. So, oh, this was cool for today. Like, what are we going to do tomorrow? So yeah. to me, that's kind of what I do. So I started doing like a 16 bars a day thing. And I posted on TikTok. <laughs> but, oh, this guy. Um, <laughs> and I posted on TikTok. So it's like each day I'll make 16 bars of a completely different song, completely different vibe. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what can we do today? So as an artist, I feel like constantly growing. You know, I don't really try to like define anything. And that's yeah. why every song I put out is fucking different from the last one. Because I'm like, all right, that was cool. Let's do something different, you know? Yeah. It's also nice. It's kind of like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like testing, like, I mean, when you're in, like, fifth grade in science. You're like, let me add this, and let me add this, and let me see <laughs> what works. We're making potions. We're making potions yeah. in the bathroom, bro. Yeah, we're, potions, ma- we're making fucking fire beat potions and <laughs> cooking it up in our, in our beat meth lab. Um, yes, sir. You know, put it out on TikTok, deliver it to the 12-year-olds. It's so gnarly. The comments are like, can you respond? And I'll click on their page. You took it like an 11-year-old kid. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah. My view on TikTok is your videos have to be applicable to the 12 year olds to get it in the hands of people like you all like it has to hit the 12 year old group first they have to love it and then it has yeah. to be applicable to you guys yeah that's, that's the hard part i've yeah i've never i've never thought about that well that's mm. actually i mean so we had another the first podcast we did was with this uh independent artist 2020 vision um he found pretty good success so far on tiktok mm. uh you know obviously doesn't have as much followers you guys but uh Actually, not Chase. I think he has UB. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't have shit, bro. That's true, bro. He had a really interesting thing um, where the way that he kind of, like, found his voice through TikTok is what he would do is he would make, like, the one-minute videos of, like, how to Travis Scott in one minute. And he would, like, make a oh, Travis really Scott beat, make a Travis Scott lyric, mm. make himself sound like Travis Scott, and then throw down bars. The biggest one he did was one, it was like how to the baby in like one minute. Oh, bro, and, I just saw that shit. That's yeah, funny. And it literally got like 2 million views. Um, <laughs> and it was interesting because we brought him on because we kind of brought that same thing. We're like, okay, like how do you blow up on TikTok and how do you use that to grow your music career? He's like, dude, I blew it up on TikTok. I then made that song, the full version, released it on SoundCloud. He's like, it's, I'm mean, on Spotify. And he's like, it's my highest streaming song. Yeah. He's like, because it was on TikTok. But that's exactly what you're saying. Like, you hit the quick, short videos mm-hmm. that appeal to the younger audience so they like it because, I mean, it's just like Instagram was 10 years ago when we yeah. were younger. We're like, you see something where it's like, like this picture or your parents are going to die. And you're like, ah, and you like it. Um, <laughs> I still, that, still, that shit still gets me, bro. <laughs> but it's like, like for something, like, like oh, fuck, I got to yeah. do something. Yeah. But that's kind of the thing is like you appeal to it and then before you know it, it goes viral and then you're hitting the guys like me that are like in the music industry and I'm just scrolling through bed at night because I'm bored yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, this guy's dope. Let's work. Um, right. And yeah, it, it's interesting. But the organic reach is also something, you know, too that's valuable on TikTok mm-hmm. is, you know, you look at YouTube, what was it, probably 11 years ago when, you know, you have Bieber mm-hmm. getting picked up. Um, and, you know, that used to be the thing. Like, you yeah. could become famous on YouTube. Mm. Now you can't. No. No, <laughs> and now it's like, okay, you know, TikTok has that ability where you're mm. able to blow up. 
and how do you use that to grow your career? Yeah. Um, the way uh, I see yeah. TikTok is at least the way I've like been turning towards. At first, I was just trying to grow the TikTok as its own platform, kind of, um, and like get a following around that. But I, it, I think it's way too controlled by the algorithm. Am yeah. I pleasing again? Is it on my screen? Dang, that sucks. Hold on, let me try changing my Wi-Fi. One second. You got multiple Wi-Fi's in your house, bro. <laughs> <laughs> In this economy, my <laughs> man got two whole area codes and shit. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what? Am I back? Am I yeah. Good? Yeah. Okay. Uh, how much was I cutting out? Do I hear anything? Oh, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Well, the way the way I saw TikTok, I don't know how much we moved on from this question, but hours <laughs> Okay. Um. So basically. I was originally trying to grow the TikTok as a platform itself, um, but then I came to realize it's way too controlled by the algorithm. If they, if the app itself wants to shut you down, it easily can. No matter if you have a million followers or twenty thousand, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so the way I see it now is it provides you. It depends how good you are, but maybe a couple opportunities at hitting one really big video. And you sure as hell better have something that it's sending people to. Like, you better be building something else because of TikTok. That's yeah. the way I see it, at least. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, I always like to brag a little bit. You know, I, I had a TikTok video go viral, small video. Oh, yeah. At 22,000 streams. But that's the thing. Then, it, then nothing else after that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, like, have, what's going to happen to this guy? Yeah. <laughs> I, think I, got, I think I got maybe like 40 followers. Like, it's just. <laughs> done after that <laughs> game over but yeah that's true like it's, it's like if you don't have that plan um but like you see that in everything across an artist like when we were when we were talking about distribution um and building our distribution network for the for the network you know i was like you know what do artists want to see in distribution they're like i want marketing because mm -hmm. it's like okay you distribute your song but then what are you going to do yeah and like artists have to think like okay you make a successful tiktok but you need to be prepared that if that tiktok blows up Mm -hmm. that you're trapping those users somehow because if you don't you're it's literally 10 seconds of fame yeah. you're done yeah your, your time is over um 100%. so okay now i'm gonna go back to the next step uh other question uh chase during the quarantine yeah how do you feel it may be helping you as an artist or do you think it's hurting you as an artist oh this is an absolute help absolutely uh i've probably made seven songs since i've been stuck and and then I started doing the sixteen bars a day thing with like song seeds. I I I'm I'm fairly like routine oriented and disciplined, but I'm gonna I'm not I'm not gonna lie. This has definitely helped me really like lock down a routine and do something every single day that I'm repeating because I just have so much time on my hands. I don't have to drive anywhere. Class is just like on my couch, you know. Yeah. I'm just in the comfort of my own home. I only have to go out to like get groceries. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So this is definitely like it. It helps a lot. Um, and so like what you were saying earlier about, um, you know, having content to like try kind of like trap people, like my kind of like marketing strategy or plan as an artist, it's kind of on the lines of like anonymity, uh, kind of like a, like Childish Gambino released an album, didn't tell anybody, just put it out. Yeah. And it's probably one of the best albums I've ever heard. It's, I literally, I have it on repeat. Tyler, the creator doesn't use any marketing stuff. He won best album of the year and he had a number one song 
uh, on Billboard for like, I don't even know how many weeks. But it was number one in the world. Like I was in the UK, the UK looking at this on TV and I was like, this is gnarly. Like this kid grew up like down the street from where I live. You know what I mean? And so to see that and to see how he's like his own artist and he doesn't necessarily like feed into like the social media aspect of it is kind of what I want to embody in my artistry because I'm not, I don't feel inclined to always be on social media and it's kind of, it's kind of awkward for me. So I'm just focusing on making good dope content so that I can work with other people who are good at, who are like, you know, good at using social media. Like McLean is monster with it. And so I just have to work on my own craft and just make sure that when people do come, I have something to give them. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's no, what's up there? Go ahead. No, no, no. Go, go ahead. My guy. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, if you insist, um, <laughs> No, so you guys are talking a lot about content and <clears throat> kind of like the marketing aspect behind it. But, you know, from my background in content development and, mm. you know, making that kind of, uh, geez, I don't know where I was going with that. But I just want to know, like, what is your opinion on, you know, the overall importance of quality content? You know, because I, I see a lot of people, you know, a lot of artists in general who are just starting out, they... You know, they think, you know, oh, I can just make, you know, I can make this content myself. And it ends up being pretty subpar, if I'm being mm. honest. So in terms of quality content, what do you, and both of you can chime in on this, but what do you think, or how do you think that is playing into, you know, growing as an artist? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, I definitely would say treating yourself as a business. So spending money to make money, right? So as an artist, or as a musical artist, at least, it could be downloading specific DAW programs or getting sample packs or whatever you can so that you can make the best of what you're going to make. And to me, it really comes down to learning and, and understanding what you're doing. So a lot of people make, you know, there's a lot of one hit wonders, especially nowadays, because like the, the market is saturated because it's so easy to upload music. And so you have a lot of one hit wonders or people who are making songs like other artists and they can, and they'll blow up and have their five seconds of fame, but then they struggle when they're trying to, you know, keep that up. And to me, I, I believe that that's honestly because people are, <clears throat> they see other people doing something successful and they try to parody it instead of trying to parody it by making, like taking what they're doing and making something different, but kind of using that as a guide because it is, okay, that's benefiting that person, but why is it benefiting that person? People don't really get the why. They just see, okay, I can do that. So now that they've done it, then it's like, okay, I didn't, that idea didn't come from me. So how do I do it again? So what I, I like kind of focus on is, is making my own artistry so that I can recreate something and understanding what I'm doing and learning about music, learning about how to mix and master, you know, all my friends, like literally everything I've made has been just between me and my friends. And we all just learn how to like do stuff before we kind of like, all right, I feel, I feel like I have a grasp on it. Like, let's try to put it out and see how it goes. And McLean has like this gnarly camera that looks like it's movies, like right off the camera. It looks like they're just like actual movies. So he can definitely attest to the spending money to make money. And wait, what was the question? I don't even know where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just uh, the question is really like, what, what do you think is uh, the importance of having quality content as opposed to okay. just a lot of okay content? Right. So yeah, exactly. So yeah, quality content is, I think is the marquee of like, being able to have longevity in any industry you do really focusing on like, all right, I, I gotta, 
you have to like beat yourself up about it. But you know, like I gotta, I gotta get this, you know, to a, a certain time. I gotta spend the hours so that I can create a product that is everlasting. You know? yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, are you talking about like the content behind your art, like as an artist, or are you talking about like your art itself as the content? I mean, that could be both, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd say as far as your, I maybe as both goes, but especially the content behind it. Um, I mean, it's really all about the balance between the two because everything moves so fast in today's world. Um, and like TikTok is the exact embodiment of it. Like you can have people make something in 15 seconds on their phone, which blows up. But the thought process that you have to put in behind it is, are you using that like content in a way that it's going to trap people like you're talking about? Um, so if you, the more thought you put into it and the more meticulously you plan it out and make it good quality, then the better it will do long-term. Um, I've had other videos go bigger than the one that I did with Chase, but they were just like stupid things about trying to like break the internet in some way. And like, they didn't cause as much, um, like traction in any way or form like long-term as the one with Chase, because it was so thought out and meticulous how we did it. That was actually the first, the reason I followed you yeah. was the video that I saw was the let's get views in the Mona Lisa. Yeah. And dude, I commented on it and I was yeah. like, yo, let's do it. My comment got so many likes. That comment on your video literally got me probably half of my 50 followers. <laughs> like, I literally got 25 followers of that comment. And I'm like, how? That's I literally go comment on some video, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, people like go to that comment section so much because they're just like, yeah. I don't really watch the video. They're just scrolling through the comments. It's hilarious. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure, like, it was a Friday night. I was at a party, and I was just by like 1 a.m. and I'm like, oh, let's do it. <laughs> and it's like, here we go. I'm 50 oh, followers man. on TikTok I, now. <laughs> I gotta go find your comment. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, that's we're awesome. Um, all right, so he's finding that. Uh, we got six minutes <laughs> left on this. So my kind of last question, be uh, aimed at you, Chase. You know, what is your one advice to any artist that is sitting in college or sitting in high school? They're like, I'm sitting on mad bars, or even not even mad bars. They're just getting started. They're like, I don't know how to break in. I don't know what steps to start. What is your like one tip that you would say like how to start like where where to get going? Um, for one, I would definitely say try to like establish a team amongst you and your friends or family because mm -hmm. that like they're always going to hold you down. A lot of people try to do it themselves, and like Russ is probably like the perfect embodiment of what I think is it's not bad. But his mindset is like, if, I, if you don't do it yourself, I don't respect you. That kind of mindset is, I think, very negative in, 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 in terms of like mm -hmm. how people think about, about things. They're having to do things selfishly or, or for themselves. So I would definitely say establish a team because McLean is like, has a different way of thinking than I do. Mm -hmm. And I may not be able to ever think like he does. So for me to try and fixate on or beat myself up about not being able to do that is pointless when I can just go, hey, McLean, you want to help me? And, and so I definitely would say, yeah, establishing a team is the main thing. And after that, be true to yourself as an artist, like really sit and know what you want to do and know yourself 
you know, before you start trying to recreate what other people are doing, because um, that'll also make you not as happy when you're doing things that other people are doing or you're doing things that other people are telling you to do. And that's why I'm never going to sign to a label. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. I'm never signing to a label. You can hold First me to public. that. <laughs> <laughs> the only label, only label I would sign to is my brother's label, and that's my bro. Yeah. I know he wouldn't screw me over. And it's not that I would necessarily never sign to a label as like an artist. Like there's some kind of an, an administrative deal. I would, I would do like an administrative deal. Um, but like it's very touchy because labels kind of these days, especially now is there's so many marketing tools. The labels don't even want to sign you unless you have a certain amount of followers. And if you don't, and they kind of do still sign you, not having followers will kind of entrap you in their, in their grasp. Because you were not going to be able to make, you know, make, uh, make the recoupments of like the money that they're giving you to make the albums because you don't have enough people looking at your stuff. And so a lot of like new artists see these monies, like, you know, like these monies, see the dollar signs that they're, you know, that labels are throwing at them. And they don't understand that recouped costs is what you have to pay back before you start making money. So if you don't make money off of that, you're stuck. And now they got you. It's called indentured servitude. So this is another thing I would preach to new artists because this is what I'm studying in school, like like music industry, yeah. is that you can do it yourself. I promise you can, right? And you see dollar signs, and I know they look good, but that's debt. They, if they're throwing a million dollars at you, you're a million dollars in debt. Once you pay that off, then you make money. So if your album makes a million and one dollars, you made a dollar. See what I'm saying? And so just learn about whatever industry you're trying to get into, like have some type of footing and some type of grounding. So whether that's reading, you know, music law books or something, and it definitely, it'll, it'll all start to make sense after a while. And also just like kind of come up with like an idea that you think is unique. I'm looking at the time over here. So I think I'm gonna let McLean say something. <laughs> Time's coming down. But yeah. Let's see. Uh, I was just thinking, I was going on my own thought train. Will you repeat the question real quick? Yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, any advice to, like, an artist trying to break in? Like, what would okay. you say to them? Definitely, I'm going to echo what Chase said and, like, be true to yourself. Um, if you're not happy with what you're doing in the first place, it doesn't matter whether you break in or not. Um, secondly, you have to be clever nowadays, I think, uh, especially if you're trying to do it yourself. You have to figure out what's unique about what you're doing and find a way to position it or and pitch that to people. Um, as Chase said, also finding a solid group of people is probably the best and smartest thing you can do. Um, for the first semester this year, I was trying to build what I'm I'm doing now. I was doing it alone, and it was tough, and it was like mentally draining. Um, but then as stuff started coming together and I started meeting more and more people, I have like a solid group of people I can talk to about it and like figure stuff out together. It's way easier, way more fun. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, we'll wrap it up there because we got less than a minute left. So sorry right. I don't get cut off. Right, That's you. that. That's wrap for the week. I will end the report. Smile, quiet when it's loud. Fly away, never land lost in the clouds. Warm as you round. Touch full of life. Lost, no found. Hugs when I cry. What else on my back? When he speak, bodies lay down slow, eyes low when he bleed I could be the back, I'm in the middle whenever you need me How I bleed, fuck whenever you need me When I rethink me, how I be reaching, re-sync, and sink fiend to the scene I need to out this, but I'm mouthless, words bounded I list till awake when he dream I'll be slow when he breathe, falls deep when he sleep
so everything was worked out okay with your classes? Yeah, everything's everything's good with classes. I'm, I'm like, you know, doing my thing. I, I, I did my private lesson today. Uh, that, that went pretty you well. You did what? My private lesson with my instructor. My oh, private drum okay, instructor. Got it. Yeah. That was pretty cool. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Box on a wood, bare feet to the floor. Cold tiptoe, unlocked or slow. Fear runs deep, latched onto the soul. Pepper little pale face, still like ghost. Back of the room, my stock to the screen. Blood stand still, pot stick, he a fiend. Nightmares right there, that's what he seen. Face to the bed, she's loud when he scream. Under the covers, the underworld, bed still was here. Grabbing at his feet, so you stink tears. Benevolent, probably haven't since she appears. Sort of numbs with a crest, the wheel spears. Fights to the darkness, trying to stop this. Knocked off on the night and stop to the fear. But now what I feel, feels not. Stop when I see it right here. Yeah, it's just you don't want to leave with a bad record like that. You know? right. like, it, like you just didn't follow instructions or whatever. You know? But uh, I mean, so the thing you had mentioned about your. Knock on the door, who the knocked out the lights out? So those shit, Mr. T with a nightgown. Fresh sweat, dream, make them scream to the night now. Get too scared with the bed when it's lights down. You need lay down, pray like a lamp, but it's cold when it's lights out. Off to the lighthouse. Feel like you tied down, right on life now. West End lives from a kiss. Sleepwalk when I sleep, talk, I don't sleep a lot, got a sore spot in my back when I'm near. Read tall tales when the king comes with his king's gun, smack down, light on him on the pier. Cold from the ground, I can feel it in my throat. Queen to the crown, bow down to the throne. Quick, let her head down, locks in the gold. Sleep like tight bad time story told. And, you know, just release that. Release, release, release. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, that's, that's where I'm trying to focus my attention. Okay. Alright, love you. Alright, love you too, Mom. Alright, talk to you later. Alright, bye-bye. Alright, bye. -bye. All right, bye.